welcome to Conversations at the Well. I'm Kim. And I'm Caroline. And today we have such a special guest. Today we have Jordan Campbell joining us. And you can see if you're watching this on video that she's here with us. Jordan's been such an incredible friend in my life. She was one of my first friends at UT because she just had the confidence to come up to me and say hi, even though she was technically one of my counselors, but uh, she just was led to me. And um, since then, the rest is history. And she's been just an incredible mentor to me. She's been such a lifeline to God and to Christian advice for me. Um, so I'm so excited for everyone to hear what she has to say today. And I'll let her introduce herself a little bit. Thanks, Caroline. That's so sweet. Uh, yeah, my name is Jordan. Um, it's so weird hearing it as Jordan Campbell. I just got married last summer, so I'm still getting used to the new name. But yeah, I uh, graduated from UT during uh, the pandemic in 2020, so I'm a recent grad, and I moved up here to the Colony, Texas, um, and I've been working and yeah, living up here with my husband. And what does he do? He is a seventh grade Texas history teacher um, at a middle school in Plano. And then I'm a, a financial representative for a, a brokerage firm, wow. finance girl. Yeah. So Jordan, you know, I so appreciate how you stepped in uh, as a mom. I appreciate that uh, you were there for Caroline transitioning to college is really difficult, as you know. Um, mm -hmm. And the fact that that you were there, that God, you know, led you to just be somebody who she could look up to, she could reach out to. I, I so appreciate that. So I just want to say officially, thank you for being there in 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 her life. That was really really important. And um, as a mom, I so 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 thank you. You know, I think that you're newly married, um, in a new job, transitioning out of. Um, college yourself, you're you're in a, a time now where things normally would just be different. And then, you know, add the pandemic. And now as we're taping this, the great winter storm of Texas um, in February, that'll go down in history of 2021. What's God been teaching you right now in all of this? What are some things that, that just in your time with him, he's been um, leading you through? Yeah. Um... Gosh, so much. Yeah, like I said, I've experienced a lot of change um, the past eight months. Most of that was within one month of each other. And change is hard. You know, like you're saying starting college is hard. Graduating college is also hard. And I have been kind of put in a place where life moves a bit differently. In Austin, you know, for anyone who's familiar with Austin, and uh, it moves very fast. Life moves very fast. Um, I know Caroline's mentioned in past episodes, just the go, 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 the constant pressure, the achievement focus, the achievement mindset. And so coming up here where life is in the suburbs and life moves a little bit slowly, um, it's been hard for me to adjust. And God has revealed himself a lot in that pace of life um, that, you know, Jesus didn't, didn't live that go, go, go nonstop. Everything's a hustle. Um, he had a slow and steady pace. He is steady. And I have seen God teach me the beauty of slowing down. And in that, while change is hard, um, I've experienced, I actually also got COVID back in November and then again a month later. So I'm one of those lucky few that got it twice. And um, that's another change. It kind of, it shook what had become some sort of stable in the hard change. It shook that. And I was believing that I was being punished. I was believing that I made a wrong choice. 
moving where I did, wrong choice starting the job I did, wrong choice getting married at so young. And God has been reteaching me who he is, that he's not a punishing God. Um, when, when trials come, it's not because of something I did wrong that God is punishing. It is an opportunity to find him. He's in everything and he's always there. He promises us in the Old Testament, and we've seen it throughout all of scripture, that he is with us. He will be with us wherever we go, and he will watch over us. And it's been really beautiful to slow down and to be able to see God at work in the trials and realize, like, he loves me, and he gives himself to me, and it's not because I'm being punished. I'm not being punished for, you know, the decisions I made. He just loves me. So I've been really relearning almost who God is and who he isn't. And it's been really beautiful to have the confidence that he's right here with me every step of change, every step of trial. I think that's such a important uh, story for you to tell and for you to be so open and bold to tell it because I think you are not alone at all. And I think anticipating what life might be whenever all my friends are still in Austin and I'm back living at home where it is such a change of pace. I think, you know, I might even be looking back at this in a year and needing to relearn all of the lessons that God's teaching you right now. So thank you for sharing those. I wanted to ask in, in all of this, and I kind of have been updated throughout because I've gotten to, you know, keep up with you for this whole year, but what do you think has been a victory in the midst of all of these trials that you've been going through? Um, gosh, that's a really important question. Uh, of the U.S., I think in our just in the nature of our world right now, that's important. I think for all believers to be asking ourselves and asking each other, because God is at work still, and He is good. Uh, I think a victory, though, really so many. This is kind of a abstract victory. But I have a hard time understanding grace um, and just receiving it. And it's going to sound crazy. But so I started my job and I hated it. It's not for me. It doesn't align with anything I'm um, good at. It's been really, really, really tough. Um, and I've wanted out, but I've felt this, the spirit just giving me continued strength, continued endurance to stay. And when I got COVID, because of the job I had, I was able to take time away from my job rather than completely quit my job. And uh, that's a victory. And then uh, that I was able to be sustained financially while I've been sick. Um, God is a provider, even through things that are hard. Um, and second, honestly, huge victory is seeing God's grace on display through my husband. I am not someone that's good at asking for help. And when I got sick, I not only needed help physically, but I needed help being encouraged spiritually. And Devin, my husband, has been such an encouragement of reminding me of the victory of, you know, God's wrath being put on Jesus, that it's not on me. And then in turn, I just get to receive that grace and I get to receive help from God, help from the Spirit. Um, and really, I mean, it sounds crazy, but truly like my faith has been completely, not just restored, but reformed almost. Um, in a way that my relationship with my family look different because of the way grace has been retaught to me. And there's restoration in hurt of my family and restoration in hurt with Devin's family of getting sick, relearning what it means to receive help and to receive the spirit. And then 
getting to love my family in a way that is natural and in a way that continues to bring us closer through the pandemic. I know that's brought a lot of families closer, just getting time at home. My family has a history of battles within our home. And because of just this pandemic and because of me getting it and me relearning what it means to show grace, my family has become more close than ever. And that's been a huge victory on top of all the many victories of God showing up in sickness mm-hmm. and healing me. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Amen. I think I've been reading a lot just lately in the blogs that I read and articles that I read and just, you know, those times when it's like God truly wants you to know a, a lesson because every time you turn around, it's kind of the same topic that he mm-hmm. is, is showing you. And when you were talking about feeling like at first God was punishing you, because you were going through these sufferings. But what you've learned is, you know, certainly there are consequences when we choose to sin. And sometimes we we do walk through that side, you know, of God's righteousness and and that. But so so many times we feel like if I'm not happy, then it must be that God is punishing me. Mm-hmm. Because we we view God as just, you know, the God of happiness. And while he is a God of love, that is true. Sometimes love means you've got to walk through the hard, right? Because God knows what the hard will do actually in working in us. And what he wants is what's best for us. And I was reminded of the verse in James, James chapter one, two, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. And in the New Living Translation, I've never seen it this way. It says, dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, considered an opportunity for great joy. And I remember Caroline telling me, um, because she loves you so much and she just talks about you a lot. Um, that's why I was like, we have got to have her on the podcast because you continue to be such a big influence uh, in her life that, you know, she was telling me that, you know, you weren't happy in your job. Um, you know, it's not what you, it, it wasn't the dream job that you thought you were going to have coming out of college, but that your husband has been thriving in his job as, you know, as a teacher, he sees great purpose in that. And, you know, I'm coming into my 25th year of being married. And I will tell you, there are times when those seasons in my husband's and my life where he's like, I see just God really at work in his life. And I'm like, why can't I have that? That's not where I am. But then, but then it'll flip, you know, when it's the other way around and I'm feeling very fulfilled with what God is giving me and he's, you know, struggling and there is that balance and it's all about perspective. You know, we can choose to look at what God is doing in any given time and feel sorry and frustrated and be very introverted in what we, you know, see, or we can know that God is working. And so if there is suffering in your life, well, look, look your husband's had great blessing and, and, you know, don't miss out on the blessing of his life because you're so wallowing and, you know, in your own and know that there will be times when God will begin to fulfill that in yours and he may need to see the same thing. So I think we've got to get out of ourselves and begin to look at, at the perspective change Um, Mm -hmm. and what God wants to do and how, while you're not achieving the goal that you thought you might have at this season, Where is it that he wants you to work? You know, that even in just continuing to reach out to those 
young women that you have mentored along the way by Carol, like Caroline, and just continue to be sharing your life and what he's doing in your life. The Lord still has great purpose in that because, Mm -hmm. you know, they're looking and they're learning. And so um, tell us a little bit about who were some of the mentors in your life. Those women who were either older in years than you or are a little farther along in their spiritual walk with the Lord, how did they how did they impact you? Gosh, I've been so fortunate to have a handful of women who have cared for me and encouraged me um, since I moved here five years ago. Um, they've just stepped stepped in and loved me. And one in particular, uh, I met her at UT as well. And we actually met through Young Life. We co-led a small group together my sophomore year of college. And uh, she's about, gosh, six or seven years older than me. So just a couple... Uh, just about a life stage ahead of me. And she has taught me so much um, just by the way she lives. I think that's a really beautiful thing about having um, a mentor is when you get to share, um, you know, when when part of your life overlaps or you get to see living their lives, you get to see their faith on, on display in an authentic way that doesn't just come from advice or doesn't just come from a conversation. And so getting to watch her live her life, raise her son, um, honor her husband, and then love students and love people. Um, I have learned about my need for Jesus um, is the greatest thing that I've learned from her, both in conversation and advice, but also in, like I said, in watching her life. Um, and I will never forget, there was one time when we, um, gosh, I don't, I don't know. I've dated my now husband all of college. We did all of college. And I went to her for much advice. And I remember, I don't know if it was a conflict with him or a conflict with a friend, but I remember uh, meeting up with her and just kind of, you know, giving it to her like, oh, this is this, ranting about whatever's hard and asking her, you know, what do I do? What, 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 what do you think? And I remember being so excited to hear what she had to say. And her response to me was, what have you heard from the Lord in your time uh, praying about this before asking me? Um, what has he said? What is, what is, um, what kind of groans have you heard from the Holy Spirit? And it was humbling to me because I realized I had gone to her before I had gone to my father in heaven who knows everything and cares more for me and loves me more and knows me more than she or any other mentor or any other um, sort of source of spiritual wisdom could have given me. And it has stuck with me forever of who am I going to? What voice am I searching for in my life? Um, Who am I allowing to guide my steps? And as a mentor, or as I guess her mentee, she is my mentor. um, That is, that is gold for me because now I'm not in the same city as her. I don't get to see her life on display. And if she had continued um, to build trust between me and her before leading me to trust between me and my father in heaven, I I think I would have been crumbling right now being away from that source of trust and that source of safety. But she didn't. She, um, she pointed me to heaven. She pointed me to God and she pointed me to Jesus, pointed me to the cross. That when I am stripped of my earthly comfort and in a mentor, I'm not shaken because I know that my father is with me and that I have free access to him through prayer all the time. And so she has been a huge, huge um, impact on my faith, 
again, her relationship with her husband began very similarly to mine with my husband. And so she's been a source of guidance um, in just um, faithfully dating, um, though we don't have any sort of scripture and example of that in, in the Bible um, directly. She has been um, a great example and a great just reminder of the power of withholding um, from the desires of our flesh and clinging to uh, the commandments of the Father. <laughs> I could go on and on and on about her forever because she is she is a huge, huge um, reason why I I am who I am um, after knowing her for four years. I love that. Reminds me of you, honestly. That's, that's something I would say about knowing you, truly. I feel like you've already kind of answered it in all of the insight that you had, but what would be a message that you would get to someone who is either younger in years or younger in their walk with Jesus? Um, what would be an advice for someone who doesn't already have that type of mental relationship? I guess first, I say anything for anyone um, who does have a mentor, I guess be encouraged, be reminded, like utilize them, ask them for help. Um, mentors make themselves, you know, whether that's a mentor, just someone that you look up to um, that's available in your life, like utilize their availability. And if you don't have that, pray for it. Um, I have seen God work in, in friends who wanted um, a spiritual mentor. I've seen God show up in, um, in ways that can only be him, you know, ways that just are come out of the blue. Women come out of the blue to love and serve younger women in their community. So if you don't have a mentor, um, ask around if anyone knows someone um, or ask someone that you do know that you look up to if they would be that for you. Um, but for anyone um, who does have a mentor, yeah, utilize them, continue asking them um, for help. But something that I would say, um, advice that I would give, and I feel really passionately about this. Um, I have a big heart for um, people who are younger than me. I'm a, I'm a big sister, so I can't help it. Um, but I would say, yeah, similarly to what my mentor has taught me, um, there are a lot of voices in our culture right now, and there are a lot of voices in our world um, speaking directly to women, telling us who we are, who we should be, um, what we should be doing with our life, what what our job is supposed to look like, um, who we're supposed to marry. There are a lot of voices, you know, coming from all corners telling us those things. And I would say, although all of those aren't all voices of lies, not all of those voices are lying. There's only one voice that speaks truth. Um, and that is the voice of God. And the only way to recognize that voice is to read his voice. And that is to read his word, um, study scripture, memorize it. If you don't know where to start, start in the gospels, um, start in Paul's letters, recognize the character of God, the character of Jesus, study his word, get to know his voice because trials will come. I love Kim, what you said in James, you know, we were promised trials. We're not promised a life full of happiness and full of ease, but trials are that opportunity for us to um, press in more to our relationship with God, press in more to hear God's voice. And for anyone experiencing something hard now, um, read God's word, read his scripture. That is the only source of full truth. It will sustain us. That is sustain us. It's sustained Scripture has been sustained for thousands of years. Like that, that's not going to fail us now. Our God is not going to fail us now. Um, it's not in his nature. He can't do it. And so my 
great plea, honestly, more than advice. It's almost a plea with women. Um, don't listen to what media says about who you are. Go to scripture. You will be reminded of the beauty that you carry and the power that you carry inside you um, by the Holy Spirit. Should you have already confessed that Jesus is your Lord and your Savior, study his word. Scripture is not out of style. Studying scripture is not out of style. And that is the, the one way to recognize God's voice in your life when, when trials do come and when other voices do lie to you. Um, it's easy to pick out those lies when you know the voice of truth having these conversations, the one bit of advice that comes through every single time is read your Bible. And even in, you know, relationships that I've had with young women who are searching and they're seeking and they're, and they've, they listen to this podcast and they, and there's nothing wrong with podcast. Obviously we're <laughs> keep listening to the podcast, but, cool. <laughs> but that should be in addition to that should not be your source. You know, the source should be the word first. And I, I'm a big believer in that too. And I, we can go to God anytime and we're supposed to go to God any time of the day. But I really believe first thing in the morning, before you're going to give your attention to anything else, as much as possible, give your attention to the word. It is the source of truth. It is the source of life. Jesus is the living water. He is the bread of life. It, all of that, you know, we, we don't need anything more than we need him. And mm -hmm. so plugging into that first thing and, and not for it to be legalistic. And, um, you know, I love what you said, just dive in, just, dive, mm -hmm. just open it up <laughs> and dive in. There is no right place to start or wrong place to start. The Holy Spirit's going to lead you where he wants you to be because mm -hmm. God's got a word specifically for you. And if you've been reading the Bible a long time and you've gone astray, go back in. I'm always amazed at how fresh and new the Lord can make um, the a, same passage, a, a passage or a story that you've heard forever. And you're like, oh my gosh, really? How many times? And I've never seen that before because it's the living, breathing word of God. I did want to add one thing too. Um, it's, I guess you consider this a little, another piece of advice. Uh, but specifically to single women, um, this is coming from a, I know I'm 23, almost 24 and newly married. Um, I have seen in my one year, I'm the first of my friends to get married. Um, the only of my friends married right now from college, from my college friends. And I have seen Satan attack me and attack my friends and attack the, um, the gift of marriage through me getting married. Um, it's a beautiful, beautiful gift, um, you know, as a, it is a representation of God's covenant with us. But to any single women, um, however old you are, who are looking to your married friends or looking to marriage in general, um, I just want to be a voice that can remind, maybe affirm, maybe for the first time hear this, marriage is not the end goal. Marriage is merely another opportunity um, for God's people to bring him glory and another opportunity for God's people to be a display of his love. Um, marriage gets to be that, you know, to the extreme, but marriage is not perfect. God is perfect. God's design for marriage is perfect, but as, you know, sinful people, we're never going to be able to achieve that perfect design that he wanted. Only he can achieve that with us. And so I just, I don't want anyone listening. I know we've mentioned marriage a bit and it's beautiful. It's so good. You're never going to hear me say it's not a great, but it is not the end goal, um, and it is not um, the destination. Heaven is the destination, and 
in pursuit of God and in pursuit of heaven, I pray marriage is something that God brings you into along the way. Um, but as I've stepped into marriage, I know I'm still new in it, um, but I'm sure Kim, you might be able to attest to this after 25 years, like I'm still on the journey to heaven and yes, I get to have a partner. It doesn't make it easier. It makes it sometimes more difficult um, on my journey to heaven. You know, it's, it's hard seeing your sin um, on display um, in a relationship with someone that you love deeply. Um, I haven't stopped sinning. I haven't sinned any less. Um, if anything, my sin has become more apparent. And so marriage is, is beautiful, but it is, gosh, I can't say it enough. It is not the end goal. It's not the goal. It's not the destination. And so if you are wanting that and praying for um, a spouse and praying for a, a relationship in marriage, keep praying for it. I, I believe it's good. I believe God wants us to be part of that. We see more of him in it. But don't get lost in just seeking seeking marriage. Um, seek heaven. Fight for heaven. Fight for um, a deeper relationship with your heavenly Father, um, and trust that He is good and He will bring you into marriage in His perfect timing. Should that be His perfect will for you? Gosh, He's so good. Marriage is not the end goal. I just I just can't echo it enough. It's not the end. Yeah, you're right. But that is one of the in the season that you're in and transitioning out mm-hmm. of. The- and listen, it's been this, it's not just our, it's not just now that that's been the, you know, the, the emphasis for women. I remember my senior year and I was not in any kind of a relationship at all, but it was, you know, the ring by spring. If you don't have, you know, if, if you don't have an MRS degree, by the time you graduate with whatever degree you had, there was something wrong. like you hadn't fulfilled the goal that you were put there for. And in retrospect, I'm so glad that I didn't, that was not the path that God had for me. I hadn't yet met the one who he had intended for me, but more importantly, I had to know who I was in him and had to look for him to be my Prince Charming. He is my Prince Charming still. God is, you know, mm-hmm. as much as I love my husband. He cannot fulfill me in the way that God can. And, and we all have a tendency to do that, especially when we're first married. And in that honeymoon phase and those expectations and, and God has, if you're still single, God has a work for you to do that you will be able to accomplish better because you are not yet in a relationship, a marriage relationship. And so look for that. God's still got a work to do in you. And he's got a work to do through you that will fulfill you more than, than any marriage relationship, you know, you could have at this time. So yeah, that's a great word. Thank you for that reminder. Thanks so much for watching or listening to this episode. Right now, our ministry is doing work in both the United States and in Cuba. If you'd like to find out more about our Mercy Ministry or hear stories from our Words from the Well blog, you can visit the link in our show notes. You can also find us on Instagram at Well Women's Ministry for updates on everything we have going on. We hope you have a blessed week and join us next week for our next conversation at the Well. You give us your